Hi again, everybody. Welcome to Radio MVP Sports Podcast, special edition as we preview the 2021 Grand Finals of the AFL. This year, helping me with the preview is Donnie Hess from Des Moines, Iowa. He is the head coach of the Des Moines Roosters of the U.S. AFL. We're going to talk about the matchup between the Western Bulldogs and the Melbourne Demons. The Doggies and the Ds are affectionately known in the corners of Australia. So let's have some fun. Talk about the AFL and the Grand Finals. That is the Super Bowl, if you're unfamiliar with the AFL. I hope you enjoyed some of our conversations over the last year with uh, many different people uh, who cover the AFL this season. So let's get right to it. Let's bring in Donnie Hess and get today's preview of the Grand Finals, which will be on Saturday Televised live on Fox Sports 2 at 5.15 a.m. Once again, this is my conversation with Donnie Hess. As I mentioned earlier, it's now time for our AFL Grand Final Preview. And this year, we reached out to Iowa for our expert in Donnie Hess. He is, of course... uh, the head coach of the Des Moines Roosters, and uh, has been on the podcast a couple different times. A huge Swan fan. Uh, everyone knows I'm a Collinwood fan, and uh, neither of us are in the grand finals, but his Swans, uh, well, at least they made the finals, and they, they, well, what can I say? They had a hell of a game. How you doing, Donnie? Oh, oh I'm not doing too bad. It, it's this is the time of the year that's always fun because your you're, two teams are left. You, you kind of have to choose who who are you going to barrack for, who who are you going to decide to to choose to uh, to cheer on in the finals. But uh, to go off my swans, a heck of a season. Um, overperformed compared to where I thought they were. I thought they were going to just miss the finals or be just outside. So seeing them in the finals was excellent. You kind of an easy climactic end to it with one point loss to our to our bitter rivals in the GWS Giants. But I'm I'm still happy with. The performance this year and i'm looking forward to some, another year of growth in our youngsters and maybe next year we'll be back at it having a chance with fly yeah it, it should be a uh an interesting uh a season coming up in 22 for the swans there's no question about that i look forward to actually watching they're always one of my top teams i uh i watch as much as possible during the uh the footy season now looking at tonight's or not tonight's but this weekend's uh footy's final the grand final uh in perth this year because of the covid lockdowns in uh in melbourne and uh well two two victorian teams in perth to play for the finals uh the western bulldogs and the melbourne demons and the d's uh won the the minor premiership in a sense winning the uh, the latter during the regular season and really, when you look at their season, Donnie, I mean, you see how hot they were at the beginning of the season. They won nine straight. They went to a little law, and then they kind of they kicked it back into gear late. I thought that was uh, impressive. And now that they're actually advanced to the finals and they have a chance to end a, a 57-year drought. So it is a, it's, a, it's a great story uh, what the Ds are on the verge of. Uh, it's very fascinating that the, the D's come in as the kind of the Western Bulldogs, uh, like 2016 Western Bulldogs. They come in 
a long drought team, a team that played really well all year. And, and, and to say the Melvin Demons came out of nowhere may be an understatement because this very few people had the D's even in the finals, let alone one of the best teams throughout the entire season. Their form was absolutely incredible. They had that dip in the middle of the year, but it's going to happen. It's really, really difficult to maintain your form for 22 rounds and then your four rounds uh, of footy in the finals to get to the granny. So it's, this is a D's team that a lot of people almost see as the destiny team. Like this is the D's flag to win. And, and, and it's almost a little gut-wrenching that it's not at the MCG because so many of the old Demons fans who have continued to hang on and to continue to barrack for their team over years and years of absolutely atrocious seasons, seasons at the bottom of the ladders, winning the, the gold, the spoon, and all of this, and the one year they get to the final, the, the, the first year they get to the final in so long, and it has to be in Perth due to COVID lockdowns of Victoria and Melbourne. It's, it's, it's gut-wrenching, but the one thing I got to give the Western Australian Demons fans and all that is that there's, there are, I believe the Demons are going to be the more supported club at the Granny in Perth because there's so many people jumping on the D's bandwagon. It's going to be an absolutely fantastic grand final, at least for the D's, in, in my opinion. Yeah, this is their first grand final since uh, 2000. Uh, they've they've had this long uh, drought of uh, premierships, so you know th- there's kind of a pressure on them, but they're also in my mind like uh, we've already have kind of like free money here, where we just got to go out there and be who we are. We already proved to the league that we are the top team because we won the the ladder this year, the the minor premiership. We went into the first round as the as the uh, number one seed. We advanced to the third round. We blew out our opponent. Uh, you know, they're they gotta be. I mean, their confidence level's gotta be highest as I've ever seen in my times of watching footy again. Because, um, as you mentioned, so many times Melbourne has been the team that got off to a good start, maybe get around week you know, around 15, 16, and all of a sudden just fall off the cliff and, and either barely make the finals or fall or not make the finals. And this year they handled that really well. And, you know, uh, you know, Max gone has led this team all season long. I thought that this is a, this is their chance maybe to do something special. We're going to talk about the bulldog here in a second, but the dog is here in a minute, but I wanted to talk, uh, just about Melbourne and what they've they have achieved. I'm so um, happy for their fans on an outside level. You know, it's just to me when you're a, a fan. Maybe it's because I'm a Cleveland fan and I've gone through so many droughts in my life. And uh, when you see a, a an organization have an opportunity to uh, to succeed and get to this level, I think it's 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 just charming. It's it's just a cool thing to watch. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that I, I, I have a tiny bit of an infinity because my, my club went through the, the longest drought ever between flags of 72 years of Sydney. And currently, as we speak, the active longest streak is the Demons. 
so there's a little bit of a kinship there. And like I said, I, I think Doggies fans can even kind of understand why a lot of fans are backing them because in 2016, the same thing happened. The dogs come into the grand finals. They had this long drought. They hadn't ever won it. And everybody kind of jumped on, jumped on behind them just to kind of see the drought end. So this is a D's team that they've kind of been the destiny team all season. They come out nine and zero in the previous four times that they started nine and zero. They won the flag. So there were some people after going into round ten that were already like, "Well, the demons are going to win the flag if tradition stays," because the previous four times they were nine and zero. They won the flag. So we go in now with a chance in this grand final to see is that the is 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 tradition going to go and for the fifth time that the D's win nine in a row that they hoist a flag at the end of the season. That's a great point. I forgot about that. That is true that they were nine and oh and four previous uh opportunities and and won them all. So this that's that's a it's a great stat. And I, I remember hearing that at the beginning of the year. And I completely forgot about that as the, the season progressed. Um, looking at the Western Bulldogs, let's talk for a second. This is a team that has faced some adversity this year, which is pretty – it's a mark in their favor. I mean, when you look at it, they they finished fifth. They had a chance probably to be in the top four, weren't able to achieve that, so they had to play through. They played every round to get there where they're at. Um you know, they played the elimination round. They won. They next round. And here they are. And boom. Um, this is a, a club that, to me, has not overperformed, but has found a stride when it needed to, to be a, a contender. And quite honestly, I think this matchup between these two, uh, two, these two uh, squads are probably – we couldn't ask for much more as a uh, – if this wasn't one of your two teams watching the game, unlike the last couple, couple grand finals, I always thought there was a, a true favorite going in. I, I, I've been tossing a coin for the last 10 days saying, eh, it's going to be Melbourne. Nah, it's going to be Western Boulevard. And I'll be honest. I'm still tossing the coin between the two of them. And I, you know, part of me wants to say, you know, I got to go for Footscray because of the, uh, the tradition there, but, because uh, I remember that 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 terminology in that time when it was that uh, many years ago, and uh, but you know I, I haven't made up my mind, but I like I like how this team is situated and put themselves in this position to play for a uh, for a premiership. Yeah, I completely agree. Like I, the funniest thing about this season was is what the D's are is what I think a lot of people expected the doggies to be they bring in Chalora over the off season they kind of round out their their ruck with Steph Martin and I think a lot of people thought this is a doggies team that is so deep they're so talented they're so skilled they have a really good shot to win the flag and at the start of the season and for most of the year the dogs and the demons were the teams to beat but the dogs lull at the end of the year really I think kind of gave this false premise of the dogs were vulnerable and when they got to the finals, the dogs found the form that they had early in the season. And I think it, if you look at ladder position, 1v5, you think it's a little bit of a mismatch. But if you go through the regular season, the Ds and the dogs for 16, I think 16 of the 22 weeks were one and two in that order in either way for the season. That is the most ever 
and like in in and as long as they've kept like the ladder positions the way they have, I think it's like the most amount of one and twos consecutively, right. 16 weeks that they were one and two. So really, if you look at it by the regular home and away season standards, these are the best two teams in the competition the entire season. I mean, really, if you look at it, Port finished the second because the dogs fall, the dogs kind of lose form a little bit. They win a couple of games late. They jump them due to ladder position. And the Cats won just enough games to jump them late late in the year, uh, especially for um, for percentage. So I see this as, and I completely agree with you, this is a coin toss um, grand final. I, I, I absolutely love it because these two teams split the two games during the regular season. Doggies, the, the D's won the first one. The Doggies won the second one. So this really is going to be very interesting to see how this goes. Is it like the first game that's very tough and, and gritty, which the D's ended up not winning? Or do you see a slicker game and the dogs come out on top? It would be very fascinating. So you being a coin tosser, going back and forth, dogs, D's, dogs, D's, I think there's a lot of people that are that are tipping this game that are going, oh, well, I, I like the D's. Well, well, I like the dogs. No, I like the D's. And, and even myself, I've kind of caught myself going, well, by form, yeah, it, it, it really is a fun one. But to, to focus on the dogs, like they've dealt with, as you said, a lot of adversity. I mean, you lose Josh Bruce to an ACL tear for four or five rounds going before the finals. So it kind of messes up your, your forward structure. You've got to change some things. You, you haven't had a really solid competitive rock most of the season. So the dogs have dealt with a ton. Adam Trelor was out for a nice long time. Josh Dunkley was out for a time. So this is a team that's very battle-hardened and tested. But the question that I come into, and I've stated this a little bit, is will that extra game on the legs of the Doggies cost them in the fourth quarter? Yes, they've had two weeks off because of the grand finals bye, which I think evens this game out a lot. But even still, the wear and tear of a long season, the fact that the only bye week they got was just before this grand final is going to be fascinating to see the late in the fourth quarter to the dogs fade and to the D's who have kind of been rusty, but have a lot of rest. Do they use that to their advantage having stronger legs late in the game? Yeah, that's going to be an interesting question. I actually was thrilled when they redid the, the schedule uh, for the finals and put the buy in this week. Uh, I think it's, it does even at the playing field a little bit for that that team that traditionally seems to make the the grand finals who who played in every round leading to the grand finals. So there seems to be always. I mean, I'm a, I haven't really done the math and looked back, but it seems to me it, it, you usually get one top four team that makes it, and they make it through you know just the two rounds, while the other one has to play in every round, and I. Uh, even though Melbourne has only had, you know, has had, like you said, extra rest throughout the, the finals. Uh, I think just getting this rest here coming into this week is, is really a blessing and a good, good thing that can happen to uh, Western Bulldogs coming into tonight's game. Let me ask you this, uh, Donnie, the, the doggies have been very good at, at scoring goals this year. Their goal percentage is high, meaning they're, when they when they have shots on goals, they're, it's they're they're completing them, and inside fifties. But Melbourne, that's one of their strengths is is defending inside the fifties. So, 
how how important do you think it's going to be for the dockies to be able to get those first few goals not necessarily behinds and, and uh really to start the the match in the first quarter I think getting off to a good start is going to be beneficial for both teams. But I, I, I agree with you. I think the doggies, it's even a little bit more critical because I think it's actually more of how do they approach attacking the, the deadly duo in the back for the D's of Jake Weaver and Stephen May. Now, Stephen May comes in with a tiny cloud of a hamstring injury. I'm being told everything that I heard. It's just tightness. So they think he's still going to be 100%, which is nice. But if I'm the if I'm the doggies, I push Stephen May as much as I can. Make him run, make him move, test that hamstring. But the biggest thing is get at Aaron Naughton for the for the doggies. Have Aaron Naughton start flying at footies because if he can start taking marks, he's going to open up the game for the dogs to be able to do their run on and their handballs. I think it'll only make the dogs game flourish like it did the second time that they played the D's. So. If the doggies start off hot, the D's have to settle quickly because if the doggies get on a roll, they're very, very difficult to stop. But but I think the matchup that I really want to look at to going off that is is the ruck battle because you have Max Gone, who's one of the elite rucks in the entire competition, going up against Stefan Martin, who has been injured. He came back in that in that preliminary final and did really well against Scott Lysette of the Port Adelaide Power, who I think is a pretty underrated Ruckman in my personal opinion. So Martin's got to have the, the, the Ruck taps so his midfield can get the footy because Clayton Oliver, Christian Petraka, and the midfield of the Melbourne Demons are absolutely lethal if they get first job at the footy. Both of these teams really benefit from having first to the footy. So I think the midfield battle may even be the, the, the decider on who wins this game because if one team starts winning the contested footy, winning the ruck contest, winning the ball out of the middle, I think that's going to go a long way to who wins this game. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And when you look at these two teams and how they're matched up, uh, when you look at these uh, – at the D's, I mean, it's it's Marcus Bonapelli who's been really one of their best, their their mainstays this year, and what he has brought, and and as you mentioned, uh, you know, McCray and Jack McCray, what he can do. Uh, what uh, who are some of the players that you think has to stand out here for the D's to uh, to counteract some of what we're, we were just talking about? I think it, let's 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 flip the field a little bit from the original question. You, you said the do, how do the doggies score? For me, I flip it on the other side of the field. Is, is how does it, how does the D's score against the doggies? Now the doggies aren't an elite defense. They're not a team that we sat every year going, man, this is a great defensive footy team. Mm-hmm. They they were primarily an offensive footy team. That I think their defense benefited from not having a lot of work. It's Ben Brown. It's Kasaya Pickett. It's it's McDonald. It's Luke Jackson who rotates in with Gone at, at, at the at the ruck position. Can they go forward and can they kick goals consistently? One of the D's issues over the last three seasons has been inconsistency in front of goal. And especially in grand finals, behinds will get your behind beat. And I hate saying it that way, but it's very true. The more if you kick behinds early in the game, it starts getting in your head. And in a grand final, sometimes you can push. And when you push, you make more mistakes. 
more behinds. That gives the footy back to the other team, and it does not make scoreboard impact. So if Ben Brown can get going, if Kasaya Pickett can get going, if Bailey Fritch can get going, it's going to be a long day for the Doggies' defense because there's a lot of weapons in that forward line for the Ds, but their inconsistency of kicking goals this season makes you kind of wonder where the Doggies – they've got a little bit more stability. Now they've had some injury issues. Josh Bruce has been out, but Josh Shackey's come in, stepped up and played pretty relatively well. Um, uh, Cody Waitman, the, the flying flea should be back from his concussion. That's why he missed the game against the Florida Adelaide power. He's another really good goal kicker. So the Dougies, I think have a little bit more consistency and accuracy on the offensive end. If can the D's make up for, can the D's accuracy, do well because if it does it's very difficult to beat the d's because of how good that defense is that the dogs have to hope that the d's do not have a good goal a good day kicking on goal that could lead to a doggies win in the grand that's interesting i like that that makes a lot of sense i mean that gives me a lot to look forward to on uh saturday morning and uh for those who uh want to check it out it will be on fox sports 2 uh, live in the America, and if you have the AFL Watch app, obviously all the games are available there, like myself and many others do, who are uh, huge fans of uh, the game. But uh, that makes it 4:15 for you, so your alarm is going to go off pretty early, huh? Um, I actually, I'm meeting. I, I actually do correspondent for a YouTube channel called Fourth and Long, and he has a we. The, the previous for the finals, we picked one game each of the finals and we live streamed it on Twitch. So if, if you if you want to see my live reactions to at least the first half um, on Twitch.com, the fourth and long on Twitch.com is how I'm going to be able to watch it. So I will be up probably about 3.45 a.m. I'm going to, in fact, actually, I, I have a few friends in Australia that have sent me Aussie meat pie recipes. I'm going to make legitimate australian meat pies ah. for the granny last year last last year i made aussie breakfast pie um i made like a breakfast version because the game last year was at like 3 30 in the morning i, I wanted right. to have a little bit of australian connection to it but this year i thought you know what a lot of people talk about the pies at the footy the meat the meat pies at the footy so this year i am making aussie meat pies i i'm i'm going to do that in the afternoon before make sure that in the warmer so I will have a pie. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, to the, Austra- to the Australians that are listening to this, I'm not going to drink a beer because 3 a.m. It is college football. I-, I may have to do a couple of things later, so I'll probably be in an energy drink drinking with that. But I will have an Aussie meat pie with me. But I'm I'll be up for the entire game. I'll be tweeting along with the live stream. So I'm I'm super excited. I don't miss the grand final. I watch it no matter if my Swans make it or not because it, it is it, it is, is the pageantry. It is, it is an amazing event. It, it is so worth the watch. Even if my team is not there, I will probably be barracking for the, for the D's if I'm, if I'm being completely honest. But to the Dogs fans that listen to this, I, I'm, I will not be a homer about it. I will, I will watch the game as even as possible. I enjoy the footy. I cannot wait. This is one of the most anticipated grand finals in the time that I've been watching it. So I'm so looking forward to this game. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. I have not heard who the entertainment is this year uh, during the game. Uh, back in 2018, uh, when uh, Collingwood was there, I was thrilled to death because I'm a huge Jimmy Barnes fan, and uh, he was the uh, the entertainment. 
and uh, it was put on a phenomenal show. And, and I, you know, it was probably the most disappointing part of besides losing was I had the a AFL app. It was the only way I could watch it. And they didn't show that. I was so heartbroken because I was such a Jimmy Barnes fan. And, uh, but needless to say, um, yeah. uh, I, I assume that will be shown hopefully here in the States that I don't know who, and I didn't look it up. And if you don't know, that's quite okay. Because uh, I put you on the spot on that question. I actually, I actually, no, 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 no. I actually do. The halftime entertainment is, is a Western Australian band called Birds of Tokyo. Okay. Um, I, I, the, the one thing, the one thing I got to give it is, is that with several of the podcasts that I listen to is you do hear that it's one of the big discussions that they have as soon as, as soon as the grand final, um, gets closer is who's going to be performing. Um, there's actually several acts that are going to be going, uh, before, uh, what was it? Just, just reading a few here quickly. I actually pulled it up. Um, John Butler, Eskimo Joe, Abby May, Stella Donnelly, Gina Williams, uh, Baker Boy, who's actually an Aborigin, an Indigenous artist, who um, did the song for Indigenous Round on Watch AFL okay. and, and Fox Footy, which I thought was absolutely awesome. He's is he he's a um, hip hop Indigenous artist and absolutely awesome. Baker Boy, if you get a chance to look him up, he he he's well worth it. If if you get into uh, hip hop and rap. Um, th those categories of music, Baker Boy is definitely worth to listen to. And then the halftime entertainment is Birds of Tokyo, a Western Australian band. So I I'm I'm kind of weird about this. Like this is this is my opinion personally. So 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 um, I'm not a big halftime person. Like I'm Super Bowl Super Bowl here in the states. I I don't usually watch the halftime show. If I watch the Super Bowl, which I'm I, I know you're a Cleveland Browns fan. I'm not a big NFL person. I never really have. It's nothing against it. I'll watch the Super Bowl more for the commercials than anything. Halftime show, I'm changing channels. I'm not watching the musical act unless I really want to see them. Uh, Birds of Tokyo, from what I hear, is pretty well-known Western Australian band. So I, I think they're pretty they're they're a pretty entertaining band. I, I'd like to catch Baker Boy's performance because I think he's pretty he's pretty awesome. I've heard some of his his music. I, I'm planning on trying to find some of his music because i think he's good but it's it's they're trying to make it a super bowl style spectacle it's not always going over as well with the australian fans because they are kind of used to that midday it's more about the footy um like most of the discussions that i have it's, it's all about the footy like for them the halftime entertainment for them is going out in the back of the yard and kicking the footy until there's two minutes left before they go back to play and then they come back inside. <laughs> yeah, I understand that completely. I mean, that, that's what we all used to do. Uh, just to give you a, a little thing, I only have one uh, release of Birds of Tokyo, and they were on mm -hmm. a, uh, a compilation album that I have where they did uh, covers of Hunters and Collectors, another Australian band from the 80s that I, uh, I fell in love with back when I was into huge Australian music back in the day. And uh, they did a, a fantastic version, by the way. It's called Talk to Strangers. So mm -hmm. if I got a chance to see it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check them out just because I love music and I, I got I to gotta find out more about who they are. And, uh, but needless to say, it's, it's a lot of fun, and uh, 
I can't wait. I mean, I know it's Saturday. Interesting thing is uh, I'm in the process of uh, making some changes in my life, leaving one job for another job. And uh, I will be, I have to be at work at eight in the morning. So um, yeah, I have to get up early and then make that decision. If I can stay, if I can make it through the next 12 hours, 14 hours with that, uh, making a mistake where it matters. So uh, it should be a lot of fun. I will definitely uh, be watching though, because I got to see, I've been watching the grand finals uh, for the last five, uh, five years. That eternal argument. Yeah, well, you know, in the states, that's what we got to do. It's 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 so early in the morning all the time, and uh, what can you do? It's just part of the uh, part of the attraction, as I like to say. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I always got to kick out. I used to have my coffee in the morning and uh, be watching uh, the early morning. Uh, what would be you know the Friday morning for us? You know, uh, some of the games, and uh, then I'd end up leaving. You know, in in the second half because I had to go to work and I was always frustrated because I would I would be having my phone on trying to sneak it in when I could uh, to find out what was going on in those in those matches and uh, but uh, I'll do this um, as crazy as this may sound and I won't say for sure I, I maybe I'll uh, I'll pull out the uh, we have a local brewery here in uh, in in Youngstown uh, uh, Youngstown. Uh, the university is Youngstown State University, which are the Penguins. We have a local brewery that is called Penguin City. So maybe I'll uh, I'll pop a Penguin City beer uh, early in the first quarter, uh, just to uh, for you for you'll know that uh, you know someone someone here is uh, doing the Australian thing real quick. How's that? I can't get an Aussie beer. I'll get I'll get a I'll get a local brewery a little. Uh, oh, little that is. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. Because the biggest thing, I, the biggest thing I'll tell you, just just a tidbit for your listeners that are American. Um, I, I know we've all seen the commercials over here in the states. The, the Foster's Australian for beer. Just a heads up, Foster's is actually an American beer. It's not actually Australian. And if you ask most <laughs> Australians about Foster's, they will literally laugh you. Yeah, that's what I've heard many world. years ago. Yeah. So just just a heads up. Yeah, I've 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 heard that from a few of the Australian fans that I and the friends that I've talked to about it. That's why it's like, I, I could have done the joke with with Aussie meat pie getting a Foster's, but I, I'm a I'm not a big drink I'm not a big drinker myself. But it's like four in the morning, not exactly prime any time no, to have any not. kind of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's usually crash so, time. Um, uh, you know, where hopefully no, I'm I'm not yeah. waking up in the middle of the night. <laughs> Donnie, hey, thank you again for coming on the podcast. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, before we leave, uh, if you do have a, a uh, pick for Saturday morning's game, let us know. If not, uh, just give us an idea of who you may be leaning towards. Um, well, I've, I'm, I'm one of those. I do agree with the adage. Maybe it's the coaching background of me, but defense wins championships. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tip the Ds. Like I said, it's the – the, the drought, I, I'm kind of leaning. I, I have several Deese friends who I have throughout throughout some of my uh, social media and things like that. So I, I I will probably be barracking for the Ds. I think the Ds will win this, but I think this is going to be an absolutely cracking contest. I'm hoping for under two goals. I want it to be exciting because 
unfortunately, I've seen too many grand finals that have become blowouts and, and they make the fourth quarter hard sometimes when you know the game is over. And that I think is the more difficult ones. So I'm, I'm going to be tipping the D's, but I, I just, for me, the biggest thing is just a good game. I, I want to see a cracking game of footy yeah. because this is the last game of footy we're going to get into the AFLW season gets started in January. Unfortunately, COVID's pushed it back from December to January. So it's going to be a couple months, no footy, which is never easy, but um, it, it'll be, it'll be fun to get ready for the women's competition. In fact, uh, I think this is the, the first time we are talking since the AFLW expansion. So uh, Tim, as, as a fellow footy fan, and I know you chat, chat with uh, Gemma Bastiani about that. And, and I, I know you've heard about that. And your pies are already in there, but how excited are you to hear that the women's competition is up, is going to be up to 18 sides not this season, but the year after, and that the entire AFLW, the entire AFL will have both men and women's clubs. I, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. It really is how fast they have energized and grown the AFLW. Uh, maybe uh, a little too fast, maybe not fast enough for some. Uh, however, I think it's, it's, it's really a, a wonderful thing. And, and competition breeds so much opportunity and i think that's what what is key there uh it's going to be an interesting year i really felt bad I, real quick i was going to sign off but you know me i like to talk um i was really disappointed and heartbroken for uh, all the all the players uh who were part of the the vflw uh that's two years in a row COVID has wiped out a chance to play for championships uh, and premierships uh, for those uh, competitions, and my, it really is, it's a sad scenario where, uh, you know, in 2020, we only got one round of the finals in, and then the, uh, you know, the cancellation happened, and this year for the VFLW, to be as exciting as it was, and to see my pies actually in the finals, uh, and then, you know, COVID gets havoc again and, and kept pushing it back to the point where they couldn't play uh, with all the, uh, with all the lockdown scenarios going on. It was, it's, it was sad, disappointing. And my heart goes out to all those who uh, in Australia that have been following that and playing and uh, taking care of that, that competition for the last few years, because uh, they've really felt the blunt of COVID of all the sports in the world that we talk about, uh, the AFLW and the VFLW is really, unfortunately, in my eyes, um, has paid the, the biggest price because they've not been able to have the competition that they they truly wanted and the showcases they truly deserve. So uh, let's let's hope for a, a better 2022 coming up here. And, uh, yeah, matter of fact, I was just reading earlier, uh, some of the training uh, begins uh, next week for the women. Uh, some of the some of the te- uh, squads will be getting together. Uh, I think on the 29th, I heard in September for uh, for preseason training. So how about that? that? That'll be exciting. I can't wait. In fact, I'm actually I've got a few contacts in. So um, for those of you that are listening, if you get a chance, check out Fourth and Long Radio on YouTube. I actually did an interview with Daisy Bateman of the North Melbourne Football Club, and if you want to hear an awesome interview from a very humble young lady who I think has got a very bright future in the AFLW. I, I had a blast talking with her and I've
fire of some interviews and I'm going to try to get a few more AFLW interviews over the preseason before the AFLW season gets kicked on. And then I'm also working on a new AFLW fan series that I did last year with Americans. This year I'm doing Australian. So if, oh, if you want to hear some interviews that I did with some American based other American-based footy fans that uh, that love their clubs, uh, give us give us a check on, give us a, a watch on that. We we always appreciate it. Um, Tim, it's been awesome chatting with you. It, it's great to find another person here that that loves talking footy. I know that the podcast world, when it comes to footy, is it, we're not massive, but I, I think we almost all know each other. I know Craig Wessels, who's also there in Ohio, is doing so well with the Yankees. Yes, he is. Miss um, Rosanna, who's out. Yep, who's out in uh, who out in New York with AFL obsessed? Um, I think uh, Brian Barish with the USAFL and the Stars and Stripes podcast. I think he wants to get that up and going once he can. So I, I we love chatting footy. We love talking with each other. I think we love working with each other because I think it only helps progress the game here in the states. So so I want to thank you, Tim, again for for continuing to help us broadcast this amazing sport because it, it is so much fun to chat with other people that love and enjoy this sport. So. Uh, thank you again for having me on. Um, if you want to talk more for the AFLW, besides Gemma, and I know Gemma is absolutely awesome. I, I chatted with her for an AFLW round review last year, and she's she's so knowledgeable. She's so much fun to chat with. Um, she's so, the best. Yeah, I, 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 this has been just a blast. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I have said it many times. Um, it was just a... a basically a tweak to her one day and she answered and she said yes and i've been really thankful to uh met her mm -hmm. and have her on the podcast as much as she is available and yeah she's fantastic and that's probably as crazy as it sounds i know she's a swans fan and uh that that's you know obviously who she is but her family's nothing but d fans so with that in mind i will uh the coin will come up D's on Saturday, and I will be rooting for the D's. I will take the blame if they lose. All right. Donnie, once again, my thanks to you. And uh, check him out on Fourth and Long on YouTube. <laughs> It'll be absolutely worth it. And uh, while I'm at it, check myself out and my friends over on lcsportsnet.com on uh, YouTube and Twitter and everywhere else where we cover the high school football season over on Western Pennsylvania in Lawrence County this year. And then uh, Western Reserve Radio for Ohio, which I'm doing too. So, yeah, uh, check us all out because it's, it's a lot of fun talking sports with a lot of different people in this. And uh, it is without question, a uh, it's been a pleasure meeting you, Donnie. I'm so glad you reached out to me uh, this past summer. And uh, best of success with the Roosters, best of success with the podcast. And I cannot wait to the next time we have this opportunity. No problem. We'll talk to you again, Tim. My thanks again to Donnie Hess for coming on the podcast again today to talk about the AFL Grand Finals and previewing it with us. And once again, I want to thank Donnie and wish him nothing but success with the Roosters going forward. And thank you, most of all, for listening to the podcast. Once again, give us a rating and review anywhere. You download podcasts, and we look forward to talking to you always. You can find all our episodes, presents, and past episodes on our website, Radio MVP. Remember, tell your family, friends, and enemies about Radio MVP. Have a great night, everyone.